0: Hey everybody, it's Kirsten. Thank you for joining us for Modern Christian Mondays. Tonight's topic is life transitions and how to respond. Our family is in the middle of some major transitions. I mean, I know I personally have experienced several major transitions over the past two years and we thought this would be a great topic to discuss because really transition is an inevitable part of life and God wants us to excel through transition, which means we've got to know how to transition positively. As always, we share our family dynamics and discussions in hopes that it will help and encourage others to live out their lives authentically and boldly as modern-day Christians. We are not flawless, but faithful. Before we get started, please do me a quick favor and help us grow the Modern Christian Family. If you haven't already, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and YouTube as well as follow us on Instagram and Facebook. All of our channels can be found at The Modern Christian Family and share the episode with someone. All right, let's jump into tonight's MCM. We back, period. Okay, 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 okay. As you all can see, I am in quite the silly mood. I told them they may not want me to intro tonight because anything happened. Did you all miss us is the questiones we want to know. gone for a
1: minute. We've
0: been gone. Have you all missed us? Because we of missed course. you. Why have we been gone? Thank you, Jabari. Oh, Jabari yes, missed yes. us.
2: Thank
1: you, Jabari. Oh. Y'all
0: can't say,
2: don't we look Girl, up.
0: Hold on. twin. I got my pizza. No, pizza no, no. over oh. here. pizza. Okay. Okay. Lupita. pizza okay. over okay. here. No.
3: We've been We're on, on vacation, Lupita. y'all. We enjoyed our <laughs> vacation. <laughs> and
1: we have transitions back home. We transitioned back home. Yeah. But
3: Kirsten, tell them what we come
0: to do. We came here to converse with you y'all. We got a lot to talk about tonight. It's going to be fun. It's We all in a real chill mood. I don't know if, if y'all in the same mood that we are in, yeah, yeah. but Make we're flowing. We're flowing tonight. It's real, like, chill, real transitional. And speaking of transition, that's what we talking about tonight, y'all.
4: Absolutely.
0: We figured with all the transition that's going on in our lives, I am Jabari ever since high school. Remember, I won class. Jabari said, Kirsten, you are always in a silly mood. And it's Fendi facts. I won high school clown class. What Ask is it? Class clown. clown. Yeah, You know, y'all know what I mean? Class clown. So, you know, it fits. But anyways,
1: why are we here? Who are we, we are
0: not flawless, but what? we are faithful, faithful and we are always coming from that perspective and we are going to talk again transition tonight so thank y'all for joining us we're excited to be back with you all Mono christian mondays We still go hard period okay (laughs) and um let go
3: so if you're not tuning in with us before y'all know this platform is for real relatable and relevant conversations and today we are talking transition again we have been through a major transition as a family. Uh, Emerald and I have moved to Louisiana. We are here now. I know. My mom They're on the other side
0: that? of a shop. Oh, wait. Y'all share the um, broadcast. Help oh, yeah. us grow. You know, Modern Christian Monday. If you love the content that we bring, mm-hmm. share it. Invite somebody. It because
3: we haven't been here in a while, we need y'all
1: to share. Yeah, something.
0: people like where they have been. They must not be on no more. So I here. think it's
1: important though, since we're talking about transitions, uh-huh. when you share, tag someone who you know is going through a transition, is having a hard time, and you think that it will encourage them. So That's good. tag somebody. Tag somebody,
3: or a mother, a father. It could be a different type of transition. We're going to talk about all those transitions tonight. It can be a passing, it can be a move, it can be a new job. We're pretty much talking about (laughs) change. Why have all the people, Kimberly said, Dad, that you're glowing?
1: Glow, hunty. Glow, baby. Glow. Okay.
3: Oh, he got a good summertime (laughs) tan skin. But great. So we want to talk a little bit about this topic tonight but we want to talk about it from this perspective first i think this is very important to start with this because a lot of times when people talk about transition and they talk about change they talk about it with a negative
4: Mm, connotation that was good they talk about
3: it with something like it's an issue like there's Mm -hmm. a problem like things are changing or things are different oh god Mm -hmm. and i think it's important to note that there is nothing i'm going to say this again there is nothing inherently bad awful or terrible about transition. Mm -hmm. There is nothing inherently bad, awful or terrible about transition because there's nothing inherently bad about change.
4: Change
3: is natural. Mm -hmm. Everybody, people who like to be stuck in their ways and don't like to do
4: different things and
3: you've gotten used to doing the same thing (laughs) over and over and over again. You may not have realized it, but we have all gone through some form of change. Changing. Change is natural. Change is a must. Mm-hmm. Change is going to happen whether we want it to or not. Mm-hmm. So I think when we, when we approach this conversation about transition and change, we have to highlight the that it, it is all in how you view it. Mm-hmm. We're talking about how Suspective. you view it and specifically for modern Christian family people, how you view it as a Christian, Wow. As a person who has a faith and a God and Jesus who's living in your life. Dad, you look like you're dropping drop knowledge right I there. was just
4: going
2: to ask you, is, is you said change is natural. But doing things the same old way all the time is natural. Like when I go to Chipotle. <laughs> Not
1: Chipotle.
4: Change I is America, natural the world. I guess it's natural. I need now, the
1: right. brown
2: rice. I need the half and half and beans. Yeah. The- <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they have any other kind of burrito because that's oh all
1: my I goodness. get. Somebody man Chipotle. So, yeah. I don't know. That might be to Derry's no, point. But go ahead,
3: Derry. I think it makes sense. I think change. Yeah. I, I'll amend my statement, Dad. I think mm-hmm. you're right. I think change may be unnatural to some of us, but change is natural in the context of the world and the earth. No, I can get the same Chipotle meal every single day but that world around me is going to change whether i want to or not it's going to change
1: there's changes in life yeah but isn't change also natural for the believer because our entire life is about changing and involve evolving to be more like christ right. Absolutely. so we yeah. have to become accustomed to change and the, the challenge with transition, AKA change is that we don't like it because it involves work. I was yeah. going to say it's, that's <laughs>
0: probably why the devil wants to stay, you know, like there's some type of fear mm-hmm. of re- evolving or what is the word I'm trying to say revolving around change and transition yeah. because it takes work. And mm-hmm. if the devil can get you to stay how you are, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, so Kimberly, it takes
1: work and courage. So daddy, we need you to try something other than burrito at <laughs> no. Chipotle. Start the tacos hit, the tacos <laughs>
0: hit. Well, Kimberly, <laughs> I want y'all to
3: see this comment Kimberly left, because she said change can feel traumatic at times, and yeah. I think that is exactly going into my next point, because mm. it feels traumatic, because change in itself is not traumatic, but mm. how we view change is what that causes it to
4: mm-hmm.
3: be traumatic. And I think this next thing I wanted to say is that there is a level of vulnerability that comes with change. That's why I think it's kind of funny that Kirsten and Mom, y'all sitting here kind of vulnerable, no makeup on. We're all in a season right now where we're kind of just bare bones. We're like we've changed so drastically in the last two weeks that we don't got the time or the energy right now in this season to be doing a whole bunch of extra stuff because we're just trying to exist. And I think that'll go to my point that'll go to my first point, you guys, the way we're going to kind of function today is we're going to bring up some things that we feel like can help you navigate change. And then we're each going to get a little vulnerable and talk about it a bit and give some personal testimony to how we have kind of dealt with that and and utilized it. So the first thing that we want to say, and if you want to be a note taker, we're not that type of class normally, but if you want to take a note, this might be a time to do it. Is number one, we want you to honor the time in your change, in your transition, meaning some of us love to just rush through transitions and be completely numb and act like they don't exist, act like nothing has changed. You just drop to the next place and you just up and like everything's normal. And I think sometimes we have a problem with honoring the transition that we are making. I know for myself, when I left, Spirit of Faith Christian Center, which is a church that I love and I grew up in to come here, I kept having all these emotional feelings about it, and I could not figure out why I felt the way that I felt. Why was I so stressed? Why I was so bothered? And I was so used to being bubbly and upbeat. I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to jump to this thing, and I'm going to do this and I'll be all right. And I kept having unexplained emotional moments. And I remember I called uh, somebody that I consider one of my spiritual coverings and I called her and I said, I I feel kind of all over the place. I feel emotional. I'm not mad about this transition. I'm happy. But what is it? And she said, what you're feeling is grief. Mm -hmm. She said, you have to realize that you are grieving an old season in anticipation for a new one. Mm -hmm. And what you don't realize is that you are so attached to this place and these people Mm -hmm. that there is a process of separation that Mm -hmm. you are having to go through that is causing you grief. And when you look, she was like, go look at the cycles of grief. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the cycles of grief and it goes denial to anger, to emotion, to crying Mm -hmm. and to numbness. And then it talks about how. It's not necessarily a cyclical cycle, meaning you'll go from one to the other. It's really that at any moment you could feel any one of these feelings and mm-hmm. not realize that it's tied back to a grief that you're feeling. I don't know if anybody else has felt that maybe having to grieve an yeah, old place yeah, or old season yeah. I want to talk about. So yeah. I think, Mom, you had something.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I can agree with that because. I think you started off by talking about how change isn't always bad. And I think about my own transition out of really two places, out of Crenshaw Christian Center when your dad and I left Los Angeles. We had spent five years there growing to know love the people. And the day that I was graduating now everything was great. I was graduating from school of ministry. We had planned to move back to uh, Maryland where his family was from. I was the keynote speaker speaking to 10,000 people. You would, you would have thought my parent, my mom was there to celebrate and you would have thought that it was, it should have been the most memorable, uh, greatest time of my life. But as I began to walk down the aisle in the faith dome, 10,000 people in this place in the faith dome, I broke down and started to cry and I was shaking terribly. Mm. And what I realized in the moment was that it hit me that I'm leaving. Mm. I am now getting ready to transition to something that is unfamiliar for me. I have grown to love and accustomed and I'm accustomed to these people, how things operate. And so I was, I was tripping. I mean, it was bad. It was the grief process and that wasn't a bad thing. And I'm saying all of that to say that sometimes when it's good things, we still feel that grief where we just have to recognize it. The same thing happened when, um, when after 25 years, uh, our pastor laid hands on us and sent us out here to Louisiana. Everything was great. I mean, people wish they were sent out the way that they that we were with tons of money and support, and love and everything taken care of. And I was feeling some type of way because it was great. But at the same time, I was grieving a life that I knew would no longer exist. Hmm
4: that's good uh, yeah.
1: so it, it was all good it wasn't anything bad I did not get mad and leave the church out of a fence I was not you know none of that none of that happened I was just grieving the fact that everything's about to change yes yeah, and and then I can talk about when I got here I see some some of my family members are on here but in your mind after you've been gone 25 30 years People have their own life and they've gone on with their own life. So later on, after about two or three years after the initial of me being back home with people that I knew and grew up with and all of that and family, I had another grieving moment and some of them had a grieving moment because we realized I was not the same person that left. Yeah. And they realized that they were not the same people. They had their own life, their own friendship. So that was another grieving process because it's it still had. We love each other. We see each other. We make plans. But it still hasn't been the same. Right. You know, I want Kirsten uh, to Sue said, talk about Sue, that. that's my cousin. She said that's real because we all have had to realize it, it was a transition. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, well, what came to my mind, Derek might have something
0: else he Mm -hmm. wanted me to talk about. But what came to my mind was actually something when mommy was talking was when Derek got married. Mm -hmm. Like I felt I had no indications that I would feel any type of way. Mm -hmm. I had no emotional anything going on Mm -hmm. when Derek got got married. Derek gets married the the evening after his wedding no, reception. The, same er, day. the that's what I'm saying. Day. The evening after. That's the same day. Oh, okay, evening okay. after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get smart. Not flawless, Don't but faithful. We're no. not flawless, but we're faithful to this conversation. <laughs> no, but the evening after, literally, we were in the hotel room, and my aunt that's on here, the one who, who who found me, I just was bawling crying in the bathroom. And I just don't, I mean, it was unexpected. Mm -hmm. It literally came out of nowhere. And I literally was just, I was just bawling. Like you would have thought somebody did something Something to me. I was just full on blown crying. And I couldn't explain it. I don't know what was going on. Like there was no... Pre warning or um <laughs> no it nothing sucker punch yeah, it you. Sucker, punch sucker punch, punch you. you. Nanny said she know it was nanny was like oh my goodness and I was like oh my goodness because I, I think this is important because I think with transition I think the way that you all just talked about it with grieving an old life I think I'm a person who for most of my life I'm I'm what 27 years old I kind of just take things like water off my back things you know i just go with the flow with things i'm a a person who transitions fairly easy i really don't acknowledge any type of stress i just go with it but now out of all of the things that have happened in my life and that that situation with Derek, i'm starting to realize that transition comes change transition comes with a lot that Mm. i don't think that i've ever acknowledge mm-hmm. until now that i'm getting older and you know i've had some quote-unquote traumatic stuff happen in my life so anyways is that what you wanted me to talk no, about yeah, i think, I think that's
3: good i know emerald okay. had something she kind of wanted to separate it, so i let emerald go mm-hmm. but i think all we're talking about right now right before emerald says this is we have to honor these feelings y'all
4: yeah we can't acknowledge just
3: bypass that you have to acknowledge mm-hmm. go ahead,
4: yeah no um so i think I love how you brought up the fact that um, your spiritual covering told you that you were in a place of grieving Mm -hmm. and told you to look that up. Mm -hmm. And I can remember the first time that somebody told me to look up the stages of grief or really walked me through what were the stages of grief. And it was in my counseling and recovery after Mm -hmm. um, my rape, which I've talked about on here before. And um, that to me was just such a revelation because. Prior to me starting that counseling and getting that, you know, information, my mm-hmm. mom talks all the time about how that summer prior to I was one of the worst people to live with. Quote <laughs> unquote, because I was just all over the place mm-hmm. in my emotions, and I didn't know why. And mm-hmm. for me, once that kind of was presented to me, it was like, okay, that makes sense. I'm I'm grieving the person who I was mm-hmm. prior to this. I'm the same Emerald. I'm the same person, mm-hmm. but I had all these ideas of what my life was going to be and you know i've been waiting until marriage and all of those types of things and now all of a sudden it's like everything is jarred and shaken it's Mm -hmm. like whoa you know this is totally different than what i had planned and so now it's navigating into a new part of my life even Mm -hmm. though i'm still the same person and i think like everyone is saying it applies to so many different areas right so even in you know this transition of us coming down here, kind of the same thing as Derek, and I, he experienced this all his emotions all over the place a little bit earlier than me. For yeah. me, it wasn't until like maybe the week like before, and then went haywire. So before <laughs> no, when he says haywire, it was absolutely before we left. I felt like such a crazy because I literally was just crying boohoo and or just sad and don't want to do nothing. Leave me alone close the blind. Oh my God. <laughs> that's oh my the blind, the blind, the
3: blind. But this is good, I'm glad we're bringing this up because that, that'll just, you know, before we move on to the point two, that'll come to, I think that's a great place to rest on point one, which is again, Y'all, these are natural feelings Mm -hmm. and you have to honor the feelings that come up during a transition. Mm -hmm. Stop just bypassing it and acting like nothing's changed. And I just hop from place to place. I think I don't know why that just came to my mind. If somebody passes away, I don't care if it's a family member or a Mm -hmm. puppy. There are people that you have been personally connected to. And there are some of us that when someone or something passes away, we do this thing where we're just like, Oh, it's just gone and we just move on (laughs) with life and moving on, and I'm just great. And it's like,
1: no. That's our defensive mechanism. Mm -hmm. And I think that what I have learned in all my years of counseling and dealing with people and pastoring is that it's okay. You have to allow people to have a space to have that place of almost lack of acknowledging it for a period. Because our denial, thank you for a period now when it lasts too long you have to help people to work out of that but people need to have their space because one of the things that i know and i used to teach you all this as kids you can't make somebody ready for something they're not ready yeah yeah, yeah. you can't force a person to come out of denial if they're not ready i remember when my mom transitioned from this life and she went to be with the lord I thought that I was handling the grief well and everything, because, of course, as the person who was left in charge of her estate and stuff, you're busy with burial estate and all that kind of stuff. But one day it just hit me. And I realized that, like, when I left and had to go back to my home in Maryland, I took everything pretty much of my mother's with me. And and what it was was I didn't realize for me that was my way of holding on to her. And I had to grow to a point where I could release those things. And what I'm saying is you got to give people space to do that. Yeah. Because if someone, if one of my family members, which none of them did, thank God for their wisdom, had come to me and said, now this is ridiculous. You don't need to take everything with you and blah, blah, blah. They uh-huh. let me have that space. So
3: that's the people around you that's honoring it as well. Like yeah, we were talking good. about, uh, and I, if you see us keep mm. looking up, the, the, the mom and the sister. We're looking uh, at we're each other. We're in the same, same room. We <laughs> just didn't want to all be on the same yeah. camera. we got to look better this way. Mm. So apologize. We keep looking up. But, um, that is how people around can honor transitions on behalf because emerald was talking about for me Mm -hmm. that i have a friend who i'm really really close to who talks about when i had to move here to louisiana she developed a support group of people to assist her Mm -hmm. in helping her understanding. Deal with the your departure. I was <laughs> so it wasn't just about me and what happened to me, but the people around me had to develop tools and systems to deal with the transition mm-hmm. and how they could assist right. and help me. But Dad, I want to kind of segue into our second thing. Oh you have a point and then I had a question for you. Oh, which, let me, which, um, that's I'm funny. Dad I was coming your Hold way.
1: On, Dad.
4: You're muted. Go ahead.
2: Dad. So what I what I hear you all saying, Derek and your grieving Transitioning down here, then mommy talked about with her mother the transition she had. Kirsten talked about it, and Emma, you all talked about it. You, I think you, I was going to ask you, tell me about positive transition. And because you started out by saying change shouldn't always be viewed as negative, and really. <laughs> Emotions are are it's not about right not ever having bad emotions. It's recognizing that emotions Mm -hmm. is a part of your life and you want to be able it's an aspect oh that was good that's good that's good good.
1: good. yeah Yeah.
2: and that's what you all are talking about. Every through all your circumstances and and scenarios that you gave, you, you you learned, you worked it out whether you had each other when he had somebody you had to look and david said when he had nobody uh to encourage yeah. him, he, he encouraged himself so sometimes you don't even have a support mm-hmm. group you got to get a grips with yourself and and, and it's it's about when when, you're, when you've lost Are you when you, that's like you lost that's <laughs> what it sounded no 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 what do you do what do you do to make your way. Yeah. In. Oh, I think, I think, That's good, Dad. I think oh, wow.
0: exactly what Daddy is talking about right now is where I am now. I've always, on, you want me to hold it? No, I
3: know, it? no I'm going to set you up, because that point two that I want to say is, first was give honor and respect to your transition. Mm-hmm. The second point was to realize that stress is not a threat, but it's a challenge. Oh. Stress is not a threat, but it's a challenge, and I think this will go with what Kirsten's about Ooh. to say. When you feel the emotion, the stress, Kirsten, go.
0: Yeah, it's just I think everything that we're talking about, like when Emerald was talking about her process after her situation, I think that's where I'm at now. Where I'm just, I've always been. I, Daddy just said something about learning how to manage um, the transition and emotions and stuff like that. I've always been a person who. Manage has managed it well myself with no help but I feel like now in this season I'm almost like battling to stay in control of my emotions and mm-hmm. transition and stuff like that And I feel like I'm in a grieving process because we we talk about it all the time when I got diagnosed last year it was fight or flight and I chose to fly mm-hmm. and for months you know I didn't really, I mean, of course I had emotional days or whatever, but for moms, it was just like, okay, I got to keep it together. I got to mm. get through this blah, blah, blah. And now post chemo and stuff, I'm dealing with some things that I've never really dealt with mm. ever in my life. Mm. And so I feel like I'm in those stages of transition that we're talking about right now. And I'm just learning, I'm just each day trying to manage it. So mm.
2: So let me, let me ask mommy something, mommy. Something that, see, we this will apply a lot about what we're talking about to people who have lost a loved one. Okay. And you know, you say it every year, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Man, you really got to minister to people because people are still grieving.
4: Mm-hmm. And
2: they, here's what I tell people. I, everybody that's lost, particularly a mother, I tell them what you said. Y'all can say all you want to say, but that's my mama. And only the passage of time Helps you to deal with that. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. What,
2: what did you do? What What did you do? What What did you have to process? Mm-hmm. Because people break up with maybe not a loved one that passed on, but maybe one of those long term relationships that you knew was no was mm-hmm. was acid, and you had to get away from that. What that those that that heart throb, not heart throb. What is it? The uh, soul tie. Let's just call it what it is. Is still there and you're 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 in a transition you're trying to move on but you're fighting not to go back to something that you knew was bad now that i'm talking about relationship but mommy what did you do with mom with your mother how did you
1: so I, from I, that I think because the process of grief as we've already talked about doesn't just have to deal with death it has to do with transitions overall because whenever there's a transition that means you're moving from one thing to another so that something is going to die or something isn't going to be the same as it was in essence there's going to be a death of something and so for me I think that what is important is you have to acknowledge that you're going to go through those stages of grief like they talked about, the denial and all that stuff. One, one part for me was anger. Mm-hmm. I was angry because I felt like something was taken away from me unfairly. And of course, y'all know my mom passed away of cancer and you know, and even to this day, and this is why I think it's really important to be transparent because we set people up in particularly with death to make people think that the feeling is gonna go away. Every, everybody on here who has lost the loved one, they will tell you that feeling that you get when you think about losing a loved one yeah. prematurely, especially someone who didn't get to live a full life to their 80s, 90s or whatever, you get mad because you feel like you've been robbed of something. That feeling doesn't go away. But what happens is you learn to manage it. So the part that you're telling me that I always say to people, I always say to people, don't set people up by telling them in time it's going to go away and time will heal all wounds. That is not true. Mm. That is a setup. That is that was a setup with, with the loss of my mom. And it was a setup when I moved from Maryland here. I still feel like, oh, I miss the people in Maryland. I still I just manage it better. It's not going to go That's away, but you challenge. learn to yeah. manage it. I still have that longing to see them. I still have the longing for the relationship. I still, every birthday when my child got married, when they graduated high school, I I had moments of anger that my mom wasn't there to participate in it. I was mad. And of course we blame God for everything, even though we know it's not God's fault, but we'd be like, God, what's up? Oh, so the person you were mad at was God. I was mad at God. You were mad at God. You you (laughs) didn't
2: say that. You said you were mad. But pastor,
4: oh, yeah, I was pastor mad. didn't say she was mad at God. But pastor, the
1: same, people need to understand that you we don't acknowledge that because we're Christian and we're not supposed to say that. But we get mad at God. We get mad at I'm God, mad and now. we do it out of yeah. our humanness because we're oh. like God. You in control? Why this happened to me? And we know it's like I know it's not God's fault. Yeah. But we need some place and we need somebody who can handle yeah, our frustration. Handle and God is the one who can handle me when I'm angry because he's not gonna turn away from me and walk away from me. He's gonna help me work through it. Go ahead. Hold on, Emma
3: want to jump in there,
4: go ahead. Yeah, I think also, cause all of that was amazing. I think we have to also be okay with showing yourself some grace.
0: That's good. Yeah.
4: Like when for me with the rape, I would get angry and a lot of times because I would start having these feelings of grief again Mm -hmm. around the anniversary a lot of the time like Mm -hmm. a year out three years out five years out and then I'm sitting here going it's been five years why are you still mad Mm -hmm. why are you still angry why are you still blah blah blah?" but it's like it's okay like it it Mm -hmm. came the emotions came up Mm -hmm. it's fine to address them and deal with them and now like Mm -hmm. mommy said it's how you deal with it it's how Mm -hmm. you manage it so now that I have better tools of how to manage it. I can put those in place. Right. But it's okay to allow myself some grace that hey, I'm not really feeling too hot today about XYZ. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I think that's why we circle around that second point that says stress from transition is not a threat, but it's a challenge. Yeah. Because it does not have the ability to take you under.
4: Right. And
3: that's what we confess as Christians. Stress or the or the issues or the emotions that come up from transition is not a threat to the believer because mm-hmm. it doesn't have the power To take you under it doesn't have the power to kill you it doesn't have the power to make you depressed what does is you succumbing to it and you not going through the challenge of working through it the challenge of getting a support system the challenge of making it better we're going to come to getting a support system Mm -hmm. and the other reason why it's a challenge y'all know i'm a big i'm a big um proponent of therapy Mm -hmm. and and different more clinical stuff these days because i therapy changed my life um but we talked a little bit about as a family we don't realize that PTSD post traumatic stress disorder applies to so much more than an army veteran that's been through right. a war and bombs are blowing off like people don't often really dig in and talk to the talk about the PTSD that comes after a sexual assault or the PTSD that comes after a uh, cancer diagnosis mm-hmm. there is a there is a traumatic stress that attempts to overwhelm people after a large transition, large ish something major that shifts us. Tr- somebody just said, "Shadonna said trauma, trauma. is trauma. trauma." There are so many things that have the uh, that have the ability. So many major and minor changes that are traumatic for people that cause mm-hmm. trauma, and so I think we have to realize that we're not bad people if we're still dealing with those emotions.
4: Yeah,
1: I think it's important for us and I think it's really important as Christians and then also since we're African-American because we know that that's an issue in our community, it's important for us to let people off the hook and stop making people feel bad about having symptoms of PTSD from trauma. Our community is getting better with that. And I think that's largely due to the to the generation after us, because in our generation, anybody who's on here from my generation or older, we were taught, you just deal with it. You you understand you do what you gotta do, you deal with it, but your generation has come up and said, No, we're not just going to push it down, we're gonna deal with it, and we're gonna be truly because we're
3: living in some of the residual effects. No, that's good, that that's
1: good that
3: shows that's good just just suppress, suppress it, it and yeah. deal with it and keep moving, yeah. and didn't honor and take a moment to say, No, there is some stress that's coming from some trauma, mm-hmm. and I'm a Christian, I love Jesus, I mm-hmm. love God. <laughs> I'm still saved. I'm not going to hell. I'll right. praise him in the morning, praise him in the midday and praise him at night. <laughs> right, all right. of that. I will do all of that and still need to go h- get help. So I think we're transitioning And a it's, bit okay. it's okay. It's okay. You brought up ways that you can get help. Find yourself a support system and I want us mm-hmm. all to talk a little bit about that. Like I know for me, um transition of just moving or even I went through sexual mm-hmm. trauma and so the transition of dealing with that I wish I would have gone to therapy, the real kind, way before I actually did because I just needed help talking through some aspects of that transition. And it is a transition. It's not necessarily a transition. It's not a transition that's great. But I transitioned from having experienced one life to dealing with a whole new set of emotions. It's still a transition. So, and I had to get somebody to help
1: me talk through that. Ahead, so I was going to say that when you talk about secondary uh, transition and the fallout of that, like what you just brought up about what you went through. And, I, and I'm sure Emma's parents had the same issue because what it brings about in your father and I, because you bring up your kids and you set up all these parameters and you do all these things and then you find out something happens. And you like how in the hell up? did you understand because now that's the transition for you to figure out and not carry guilt and 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 stuff that because you figure out you've done everything you know to do so i think there are secondary things that happen too and we have to be honest and own that these type of things don't just affect one person. There's always other people residual effects that are around and that's everybody good. is going to handle it differently. Yeah. We can't put the expectation for everybody to handle it the same. Right? Oh, yeah. They
0: call they call after I went through chemo, they call it secondary survivors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. secondary
4: yeah. survivors. That's good. That's what that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. That's when, uh, I was going through my. Um, counseling mm-hmm. therapy <laughs> my mom also went to therapy at the same place and they gave they had it for secondary survivors is exactly what they called it mm. because she needed to go and and just release and talk right. to somebody and say hey this is why i'm feeling that this happened to my child and you know right. all, you know why did this happen and you know how do i work through these emotions and you know mm. she said that that was really helpful to her to have that, that uh, support system of what-, what, which is what I I'm would be
3: about. excited to see for Christian people that are dealing with changes in life, whether they be good changes, bad changes, whatever happened, if we would learn to develop that we lean on a support system, mm-hmm. and not only do we lean on a support system, but that our support system has a support system. Support system, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, I, I think I think a lot of the times we see these leaders, especially in the Christian church, we see pastors, we see ministers, And we lean on people who aren't leaning on anybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so now they think that they have transitioned down and that they don't have to deal with any emotions. Mm -hmm. And what would it look like if I was able to lean on somebody? But if that person had somebody that they were leaning on so that they didn't have to deal. I know as a minister, I have to do that sometimes because people people come to us with all of life's. Issues. Issue. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize the, the work that you have to do to not take on the world's issues as your own. So let me and point specifically, out. Specifically, specifically, hold on, let me say this. Okay. Specifically for people who work and have an intercessory calling. Mm-hmm. Literally, that whole idea of intercession is you standing in the gap for other people. Mm -hmm. And if you are the person standing in the gap for other people in their transitions and their changes and you don't have somebody, God or somebody else that's working and helping you handle what's being given to you, Mm -hmm. I think it's important to get some help.
1: Yeah, I I was going to if I could remember, Father, my mind is strong and alert. (laughs) I do not forget things in Jesus name. But I was trying to think I was thinking of. I don't even know. Go it's going to come back.
3: It'll, It'll come, come back. back. It'll come back. So I think, well, dad, that's what I want you to talk about. I want you to talk about your support network in terms of when you've got things going on, who do you kind of talk to? Who do you kind of lean on? Who do you, when, when you're dealing with transition, I know you're getting ready to do another move. Who do you talk to? And how do you handle that?
2: Well, you know, I mean, I always confide with my wife, you know, my best friend. Um, we always talk about stuff, but a lot of times you know a lot of times I have to I'm like David i, I you know I pull myself through I you know there's a um we, we gotta I, I don't want my emotions dictating my day, my lifestyle yeah. I, I I want to dictate to to myself mm-hmm. what kind of day I'm gonna have. every morning I get up and I don't feel this way. This is the day the Lord has made. <laughs> I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm making a declaration to myself that no matter what's going on, because things are not always going right the way you want to, but I'll be doggone if I'm gonna let challenges in life plague every day of my life. And I mm-hmm. have to declare. And you know what you you know, the Bible says, I, mean, I, I the reason why I'm getting churchy is because. That's how I live. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I live. You ask me, I have to give you some Bible because that's how I live. But the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. And when pressure and challenging situations come at me, they hit this wall of of, of intestinal fortitude that I can say, the only reason why challenges don't take me under because what it comes up against is got some God stuff. It's yeah. made up of God stuff, and sometimes you do need somebody to help pull you through. Mm-hmm. You know to help you. I mean, the Bible even says rejoice. I, there was a song when I was in Sunday University. I remember one of these
1: about to go um, back down memory lane. One of
2: these college choirs, <laughs> you know, would sing the song rejoice. Let it better rejoice in the Lord always. Sing, sing. Think, about all He's done. Think about the goodness. Okay, What so I'm saying. Like, it. When, when, when that, and I'm telling you, I feel it. And I ain't talking about a long time ago. When, when you got so much stuff coming, you you feel sometimes like you you're trying to be overwhelmed and. And it's almost like you're fighting back fear, uh intrepidation about mm-hmm. circumstances, about life. Mm-hmm. Life can life can be a little creepy sometimes. Yeah. And there, I just I can just say that it's something on the inside. It's it's Holy Spirit, it's the joy of the Lord that rises up to try to meet those challenges and head them off. And really, what it does is. It's not that things just go away, things just automatically become it's a alright, but God gives me a different focus.
3: He gives you a different
4: posture. Yeah. He causes yeah.
2: me to focus and turn my concentration away from the challenge. And he focus helps me to focus on the good. Yeah. I'm talking about <clears throat> there was something that God encouraged me in today. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm sitting in the car just. Some things were going Don't on. Okay. not God was not, and God was just speaking to me and He was encouraging me. And He was telling me, it's not this area right here is not always gonna be like this. But I just need you to keep on going. You can you can get through this. Keep on. And, I, and it's like you you say, who's your support person? I know you all can name a bunch of people. Well, a lot of times it's just me and God. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I posted, and
3: Mom, I'm coming your way. Okay, I posted something on Instagram that talked a while ago, just talking about how. Peace or having the peace of God in a transition mm-hmm. is not the absence of a storm. Right. It's the posture within in that the storm. storm. Right. And that's what people don't always realize is that transition and life and change is going to happen. We're not asking you to pretend like life is not going to happen.
4: Right. But there's
3: a posture that I can have within a storm. And that storm can just be a move. That storm could be a change. Mm-hmm. That storm, I was thinking in my mind, we don't talk about this often enough, the transition of growing older. Yeah, yeah yeah some people are getting older and and there's a that's a transitional mindset that i have to have a posture of peace about and not let the enemy say yeah. oh you're missing out or something you missed out or something ain't getting yeah. right you gotta have
1: that posture within you yeah mom. that that's real Derek. because i remember i think we were visiting you all and I was walking around the house and I took my hat off and you saw gray hair. <laughs> and get he tripped no, out, y'all well, he Calm fully down. tripped no, out literally, on me. Literally,
2: y'all, I, I he
1: lost it, he fully tripped head. out because he saw my gray hair. And in his mind, I could tell What it did was it jarred him. My mom is moving. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He was like, because my kids deal with me like I'm forever young. And I appreciate it. They do that with both my husband and I. And we appreciate that. But even like with Kirsten, like I don't. I move fast, but when you're 50 something, you just don't move as fast as when you're 20 something, you know, and, 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 you know, things just happen differently. And it's all of those things. And I was saying all of that to say that what, what daddy was saying, it reminded me that when you go through life seasons and transitions, the goal is not to avoid the season, the transition, or whatever adjustments that you have to make as a result of it. The goal is to use them to make you better and stronger because the way that you get to when stuff happens, when you have that wall, that fortitude, where it's not that you don't go or anything, you just know how to respond and you know how to get past it. That is from a place of being whole. So you use the transitions to build you up to make you better, to make you whole, because y'all, I got news for you. Life is going to keep happening and bringing stuff. Ma,
3: you, I'm so glad you said <laughs> that because that's when to transition to the next thing I want to yeah. talk about with us as we start coming to close a bit. Yeah. Is I want to talk about how we can prepare for transition,
4: mm-hmm.
3: because I think that is something that we lack in terms of our spiritual walk and really being conscious mm-hmm. about what the Bible and the word and what life, God says about transition and what we can be doing now to prepare for it. I think Daddy alluded to it mm-hmm. because I think he talked about how he developed a personal fortitude right. that he developed long before transition and change and things started hitting him. And that was preparation. Yeah. That was pre-preparation for whatever the world would throw. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about that. Anybody can jump in. Yeah, that's why about you got to stay ready things you got to do. Or Kirsten, I'm thinking about stuff you did because you literally got a cancer diagnosis and you had to go through preparation for that transition. Before you even took one chemotherapy round, Mm -hmm. there were things that Kirsten did to prepare herself. And so Kirsten, talk a little bit about
4: that.
0: Well, it's just being in your word, knowing what the word says about you. And it really... I have to give credit to my parents because they opened up the door for me to receive knowledge on what God says about my healing and our our healing and um, you know, how we take on um, when the devil tries to bring sickness to your door. So, you know, that was, they were part of my preparation, but I had to make the choice to respond Mm -hmm. in a way that I knew what the word says about my healing. So the preparation was me, knowing what the word says about it
3: um we hear it all the time what, what i'm thinking about mm-hmm. when you say that is we hear this all the time but i don't know what if you really solidify in it that once you are under pressure what is in you will come, come out, out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once you pressure are under, reveals who you really pressure are pressure reveals who you are mm-hmm. and i'll never forget we all have the same apostle I'm Apostle Mike, and I know he has a book series called "Before the Storm, During the Storm, and After I the Storm. Storm." Incredible book series, but he talks about how we have to be prepared before the transition comes. Right. Because if, if if a hurricane is coming, and I decide I'm going to board up my walls mm-hmm. and I'm going to put all my stuff once the hurricane hits and the wind is blowing, that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I have to learn how to prepare for that transition. I think even some, I'm I'm thinking about people who are transitioning from a job perspective, Mm -hmm. like, okay, you want a new job. You know that you want a new job and that you've been looking for a new job. What are you doing to prepare for what it means to have a new job? Mm
4: -hmm. I don't
3: want to just hear like, oh, I I know a new job is coming and I'm just out and I I may have put in a few applications and that's all I did. But I haven't done any conscious preparation, Ma. I remember what you did for the church. Talk about transitioning out of the old church location and some of the stuff you did before transition before you even knew like the boxes and all that. Oh
1: yeah. So, so every, you know, a lot of people know we moved from a old location to a bigger location to be able to accommodate, you know, people in the needs of the ministry. But I didn't just, and I think that this speaks to how you handle, I think that we can look at it from two sides because it will also speak to how you handle trauma. Because what I did not do Because people are accustomed to being the same and change is challenging and difficult for people. So what I didn't do is walk in the church one day and say, today we're moving, pack up your boxes, whatever. I started, the day we moved in to the location where we were, and we were there for five years. The day we moved in, I started preparing people for the transition out. The day we moved in. I told them at the opening service at that location, do not get comfortable because this is not where you're going to land. I need you, I've created. At, at Live City Church, an atmosphere of change mm. so that no one gets stuck mm-hmm. to anything. And the reason is because, as you said, Derek, life brings transitions and changes. And really, it was my way of teaching people a skill set for life, but also a skill set for ministry. Because in the church, most of us on here, I would assume, are Christians, but in the church, people have a problem with transition, mm. transitioning out oh. of a role and give somebody else getting a new title. So I wanted to make sure that I created an atmosphere of change so that people know how to adapt and adjust to change without getting out of their assigned place and into offense. I that's want good. us to
3: stay right there because that's a good place to kind of close out on because that was one of the last mm. points that we wanted to talk about. Mm. Transitioning within offense. Because this is is particularly special within the Christian community. I really, I don't know why, but Christians have such, oh, actually, no, I do. I feel like Holy Spirit just told me. Mm. Christians have a strong issue with offense Mm -hmm. within Christian relationships. I don't even want to say within churches. I'll say, within the church. Yeah, universal, it, whether, the church, universe When you're going to a church, it could be you working with another mm. Christian or you did mm. business with another Christian. Right. We have a hard mm. time with offense and transitioning in offense, Christian to Christian. And I believe it's because of something that I said on a previous live. Because as Christians, we expect other Christians to be the moral authority right. in the area That's good that we're there. in. That's and I said good. this on a previous Church Hurt live, when we were talking about Church Hurt, but that offense comes because we expect more of the other person
4: right But
3: what I want us to talk about a little bit now, and Dad, maybe I think you can jump in here on this, I want us to talk about the problems with transitioning while offended. Mm. Mm. transitioning in the middle of an offense and what that does to a person and what it can cause. Dad, go ahead.
2: Well, I would think about I mean I could go to the prodigal son. Uh, and I can talk about the transition there. You know, the the older brother, he didn't have any problems when a uh, younger brother got his money because he got his too. But when the son came back and the daddy was trying to show him unconditional love, he was like the same issue that the younger son had. It's about me, 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 me. Really, the older brother had the same vestiges because it, he thought it was all about me, me, me. So, you know, when you talk about transition and defense, there's got to be some humility because many people that are offended are often looking to that get their sense. own way. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're thinking about it me. Was good. They, they're thinking about me. When you look oh. at offense, offense, mm-hmm. I'm offended. <laughs> I've gotten offended uh, for something, and it's usually I didn't get my way. Mm-hmm. I feel slighted. I feel put upon or whatever. And you gotta, you gotta look at you when we are transitioning, like mommy was talking about the job. You think about let's say transitioning to a new relationship, transitioning to a new job. You need to do a self-examination. To well, that's see good. What, what, have, what did I contribute to the situation? What do I need to change about me? Because going to a new job, there's skills that I do great. Okay, I'm good there. But there's some other skills that I need to polish up on so that I can do better at my next job, whether it's the same level or whether it's the next level. Look to yourself to see what you can polish, what you can improve upon. Same thing for relationships. Don't make sense to take the same you in the next relationship. (laughs) What can you polish about you? And believe me, when you do a self introspect look at yourself to see what did I do to contribute to the offense, you look at that, fix that, work on that, have the humility to -hmm. know because when you point a finger at one person, look, three fingers are pointing right back at you. Right. You have to evaluate right. yourself yeah. in that transitioning out of offense. Otherwise, you're going to take the same you right. to the next relationship and any lesson unlearned.
1: A lesson I wanted to say this because I heard this when, when you were talking and when Derek said this, whenever you transition with offense, you can never end up in the right place.
4: Mm. Never
1: you will never end up in the right place you never end up in the right place or the right space because you have to eliminate the offense in a transition go ahead go mm-hmm. ahead no no, go ahead go ahead
3: no i got excited because because i think in addition to what you're saying the reason why you don't end up in the right place is because y'all, let me lean in for this. <laughs> I think the devil loves to catch us in moments of transition.
4: Yeah, and I don't Ooh, think that.
3: I don't think that. I was thinking about this earlier. That doesn't just have to do with offense. That has to do with moving. Mm -hmm. Because because with transition comes a level of vulnerability and exposure. When I transition, eh? I have to expose a part of myself in order to transition. Whether I'm transitioning to a new job, something about me is laid vulnerable and exposed Mm -hmm. the moment I decide to let something old die Mm -hmm. and something new begin. So because of that, the enemy loves to thrive on how he can drive a wedge of something that was just all he has to do is tilt you off course, just a tad. Right. But it's very subtle. It's not that he makes you take some big egregious, not all the time, some big egregious change or something egregious different, or it's just a slight tick to the left. If he can get you, if he can get you to leave an old job and enter a new job with just slightly the wrong posture.
4: Right. right.
3: If I can enter the new, if he can get me to enter the new job with slightly the wrong posture, then I run the risk of the foundation of the building I'm building having a crack in it that's oh. exposed when I get to the thirty second floor.
1: And that's Derek, good. this is the reason why you need covering in transition. For that very reason, you need covering in every transition, whether it is a transition as a result of something bad, a transition as a result of something good, a transition as a result of something beyond your control you need covering in the transition because you're already emotional and at a vulnerable state and you won't see things as clearly as you're covering with. Absolutely. That is
4: so good. Yeah, so good.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: they yeah. Can see your eyes for you.
3: Yeah. Oh man, I think we could probably stop yeah, right there. I, I know <laughs> Kirsten's rolling up and getting some questions. Yeah. While she's rolling up, because I saw a couple, I, our prayer is that you would hear what we're saying and know that we're not just telling you to just move quickly or move on or or to stay in the same place. We're not saying any of these things Mm. to scare you. We are saying these things to prepare you to transition and transition correctly. Because I believe for Christian people, God can exist in the middle of our transition, around our transition. I I wrote that on a post for my wife. God is not just at the end of it. God is at the end of it. He's at the beginning of it. He's in the middle of it. So why would I allow the stress and the pain Mm -hmm. of of transition to take me out as opposed to leaning into the one that literally can manage the entire transition? If you lean into him, he'll let you know how you can have your crying moments Mm -hmm. and how you can have your pain and how to deal with your grief. It's not saying that none of those feelings can't come up, but it's saying that once they do turn back to the God that asked you hopefully and prayerfully to make the transition that you're making.
1: That's good. Yeah. And I would say while Kirsten's looking at that question, commit to allowing people the space that they need to navigate transition. Because like with you all just coming here, that's a transition for you all. So I am I give you space, you know, some days, some of y'all won't call any names y'all wake up and y'all, y'all clearly got attitude. But do I? I don't say anything to you. I just leave you alone because I understand that it's all a lot of moving parts and transitioning. Love a person enough not to give them the space that they need to work their transition.
3: Yeah, because the same grace you extend them, you that's the, want, one, you you, that's the one, one, one you want. That's the
1: one you want. Are you talking Here's about the, me? I did not call any she names. What yes, you got? The question. <laughs> What's a okay. What's the question? All right.
0: Ms. Esther May said, um, well, what do you say to people who are grieving because they are getting ready to lose a parent to cancer and that person is telling
1: you, I'm not ready to die? Mother. So let me see, because you're getting ready to lose a parent to cancer and that person is telling you, I'm not ready to die. So you have die. a parent
3: who does not want to pass away. Right. And they're getting ready to transition and you you are grieving and
1: they're grieving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, th- this is the place where the Bible says, the first thing that I would do is, because I can't imagine being in that position because you're grieving too, like Derek said. So the first thing that I would do was lean into the strength of God because the Bible says that in, his, in our weakness, his strength is made perfect. You need some supernatural strength from God and to lean into God to help you, to help them. Because at this point, what you are trying to do is give them peace to transition. Mm. You want them to, you want to help them to walk in their peace to transition. So I would, of course, number one, lean into God. And then number two, ask God to help you and give you the words to calm them and encourage them that, you know, life, it physical life, May end, but especially if they have a relationship with God, you have to constantly remind them and tell them that the Bible says that when you go, uh, when you leave your physical life, you actually don't ever die. You live with God eternally. Mm -hmm. So you you have to try to calm them and give them and navigate the waters and give them some peace about it, because that's the whole issue. Let me help you with this. moment. Go ahead.
2: You are. It's two things. You're right. That you got to deal with. You one, you wanna you want this you wanna make sure that they know the Lord. That's important. So, you know, although this is a Christian program, when you're talking about parents, you know, parents may not be saved. So you really gotta stress the importance of don't be fearing death. This is all you have to do. This is what you need to do to accept the Lord. That's one thing. The other thing you have to do is you have to convince them. That God's got you. Yeah. When mommy's mother passed, she was in a coma. Yeah, that's true. She was fighting not to leave. I mean, even to her body, was having convulsions in a coma because she could sense she was slipping away and she was fighting not to leave. And mommy uh, bent down next to her mother in a coma and whispered to her and said, Mama, it's going to be all right. I'm okay. I'm I'm gonna be all right. Me and the kids are gonna be all right. And as soon as she did that, in a coma, her mother shed a tear and was gone. So you got to make sure a lot of times they want to fight, they don't want to leave.
1: Or you, You because they're concerned about you. They're
2: concerned about you. And you got to let them know God got you. You've done a wonderful job, mom. You've done a wonderful job, dad. Okay, now. You just got to put me in God's hands because mm-hmm. long after you got, God's got me.
1: That was yeah. that's good. I, I forgot also, about
2: that.
3: I will also say kind of to close out that question slightly, just bringing it a little bit more up a little bit. Mm. Um, We have to know that it's okay for two different feelings to exist at the same yes. time. Yes, mm-hmm. We often think that emotionally we have to be one thing or the other thing.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. And
3: that is not how our emotions work. Right. Yes, or our That's good. It is quite possible to exist, at least for a period of time, mm-hmm. in two different feelings or emotions at the exact same time. Absolutely. So I can grieve that somebody is transitioning and know that I'm going to be okay at the same right, time. Right. Absolutely. I, mean, right. I can. I cannot be okay with the transition yeah. and know that I will be, be okay, okay at, at the same yeah. time. Absolutely. And because because there is. Uh, a dissonance there, and I used that word before mm. it will make you feel for a period of time a little crazed.
4: Yeah. That's me. It, it, that's it me. makes you feel a little <laughs> out me. of control. It's
3: and I speak to that in my I, I've already spoken to that in my system. We've had previous conversations, but to anybody it's on me. this line that do not we cast down that assignment of right. the devil to make you think that all of a sudden you're crazy because you're in the middle of a transition. Mm. The devil is a liar. You are not crazy you are going through a different transition and that could be a growth in life. When I, when I grew into a different person and decided I was going to live right and I was Mm -hmm. going to live fully for God, there was the thought of who I was existing at the same time of the thought of who I knew I was supposed to be. And for a while, it felt a little crazy because one or the other is buying for attention. And until one squashes the other over time. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people have miraculous, and I believe God can do that as well. There are some people where it exists twice, and you can speak to that thing, and you can say, I'm done with that old thing, and it will die, and you can move forward. But for a lot of people, it doesn't work that way. You have to deal with two different emotions and two different feelings at the exact same time. And that does not mean you're wild. That does not mean you're ungodly. That means that you are retraining your body to handle the transition and the change.
2: It's not even it's not even a sin. You know, as long as you don't allow it to move into depression and overwhelm you. Right. Because I'll give you perfect example. Who's our chief example set of Jesus when he in that garden of gethsemane coming for him he's so grieved being separated from god yeah taking on the sins of the world he forced blood from his blood vessels through his skin It came out in his sweat he's so agonized over it but the bible says he was tempted and always likewise as we were but he never sinned so that wasn't sin because he got hold of it and he said, "Nevertheless, Lord, my not will. my will." But I wanted to will. highlight that word. Yeah. That <laughs> is. <laughs> nevertheless, the control.
4: Control. we will close
3: right there, y'all.
4: Nevertheless,
3: for Christian people, because this is the modern Christian family, we will have to go through change. We will have to go through transition, but nevertheless, yes. yep. Nevertheless, we gotta keep pushing. We got to remain representatives mm-hmm. of Christ. We don't have to be flawless, but we do have to be faithful. You guys, this, y'all, a this was a time. great
1: conversation. Fantastic. This fantastic. Real was quick, we want y'all to see.
3: I got my sister's about to come out with a men's version. I got the first prototype one. That's Kirsten,
0: already on the site, I think.
3: Oh, okay. Well, there oh, you no, go. We can't We're,
0: see.
2: Derek, what does it say?
3: It says, run it on faith. If you go to kirsteneshey.com, she'll put it in the comments. You can go run it on faith and get your merchandise. The she one has-
2: I like, the one I love, is busy beating cancer. Busy okay. She got a whole That's bunch. The bomb right there. Y'all,
3: please, we need you. If you've been t- tuning in, share this broadcast again. Rewatch this broadcast. Take the link to this broadcast and send it to somebody that you know that is dealing with transition, that you know that is dealing with change, mm-hmm. somebody that is going through emotions. A bunch of people online on the comic have been saying this is definitely needed. I mm-hmm. want to highlight that y'all, we're not just talking about things mm-hmm. that are cerebral or just away from us. We are talking about things that we're in the middle of. Yeah. So when you see us, that's why we call it real relatable and relevant conversation. That. We're not here talking about stuff that's just off in the distance. We're going through a major transition right, right. now. Right. So you continue to pray for us. We'll pray for you and your families. Let us know in the comments if you enjoyed it, if you enjoyed yourself. We love y'all so much. Subscribe. Right. On YouTube, subscribe to the podcast. You can go back and listen to these via podcast. Uh, We'll be uploading them and everything like that. Oh, last but certainly not least is, I don't know if we told all about this, uh, but.
1: You're going to grab it? I'll grab it. Yeah. I was going to say why you're grabbing it. We don't just say share just because. Yeah, we want we want to grow in everything, but we're here as a family to help the body of Christ. And so that's why we want you to share. We strengthen the body of Christ when we share the good news and ways and tools for people to get through life because a lot of people are going through a lot of things, especially at this time in life.
3: Y'all, me and my mom, a few of us have started using these already. It. The Bible study books, we have a discount code for these. What these are is they're a Bible study kind of to go along with your Bible study. It's not to replace the Bible, but it literally breaks down each Mm -hmm. passage, each book of the Bible with context, where it came from, what was the keynote scripture in there, who was talking, what was going on during the time period that that section of the Bible was written. I have paired it with my studies and it has been absolutely amazing. So if you are interested in purchasing the the modern Christianity, the Bible study, if you are interested in purchasing the Bible study, you can use our discount code. Uh, we'll post the link and you can go on and type in modern Christian in all caps, mm-hmm. modern Christian for 10% off of uh, your connection to the Bible study. It's really, 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 really dope. Um, we love you guys so much. Are we have anything else you have to say? No, We're love you guys. For we'll Thanks for tuning later. in. Thanks for tuning in. And awesome. And we will see you later.
1: Good night, everybody. Bye, y'all.
0: If you enjoyed tonight's episode, help us grow. Share our channels with someone. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll catch you on the next Modern Christian Monday. And remember, as modern Christians, we are not flawless, but faithful.